My butt hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that <was> <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, hey, Christine. <laughs> I say we keep it, don't edit that out. <laughs> This is No Teacher Left Behind with Natalie McIntosh and Christine Hurt. Humorous musings from the teacher's lounge. Hey, Christine. Hey, Natalie. Okay. I thought I'd <laughs> take some time at the top of this episode. I'm going to try to get in the habit of doing this every, every episode, yes. talking about businessy type of stuff. We do have an Instagram, no underscore teacher underscore left underscore behind. That's Woo. on Instagram. That's where we can go and flex on the gram. Um, anyway, and I got to quit saying that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It just sounds so bad. But uh, And then Facebook is, if you do a search for no teacher left behind podcast, um, you'll find, you'll us. find us. You can follow. That's where we post all the episodes. Um, let's see. Also, uh, in the past month. Uh, our podcast finally made it to the big time Apple Podcasts. You can go there, subscribe, and write a review. That would really up our visibility and uh, put us on the radar of more teachers who want to join the conversation. And speaking of joining the conversation, we've been talking about upping our social media game and having a little bit, providing a little more opportunity for interaction and feedback from you guys. So stay tuned for that. So go join everything on the platforms and uh, we can just get this ball rolling. Subscribe to all the things. We have, we are both high school age, like teachers in math. We teach high school students. We are not ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean. (laughs) Sorry. Anyway. Couldn't resist. Yeah. Um, So we realize that there are other teachers uh, of all sorts out yes. there, and we want to hear from um, Yes, yeah, I, I realized, um, I'll just interject before we get on to topic here, uh, the other day, because my daughter started first grade this fall, um, and her teacher, I think, is, you know, must be doing something right, because Charlotte is happy every day at the end of the day, and feels like she had a great day at school, um, but there have been a couple of times where, you know, like, the teacher kept them in for recess, and I thought, I don't think that's a really good thing to do, you know. I think I'm going to say something to this teacher. And my husband just gives me this look like Christine. Just, <laughs> just sleep on it first, please. <laughs> oh, God. And uh, which I did. And I thought, uh, and I thought to myself, you know, self, I'm a teacher, but I am not a first grade teacher. And this woman has been teaching first grade for 15 years. So maybe I'm just going to let her do what she does and. We'll just, you know, if things get egregious and out of control, maybe I will ask to have a conversation. But in the meantime, I think I'm just going to defer to her. So that all to be said, please, those of you who are not high school math teachers, (laughs) join in on the conversation because we do want to hear. We want to learn your perspective on these things that we're talking about because we can only bring our own, own perspective to them. So Definitely. Okay, so... Right now, this episode is the topic that I'm bringing, and here's some context. I just finished yesterday my second full week of classes for this current school year. Woohoo! I am teaching one course that I've taught before and one course that is new to me. And so (laughs) the week before I went back for in-service is when I found out about 
the new said course. Uh, and so you always find out about the new said that course. That was exciting. Uh, other changes that you just, as a seasoned teacher, I feel like I can say that now. This is my 15th year. Um, wow. I know, right? That's amazing. <laughs> ah! um, not at the same school, but overall. Yeah. Uh, this is my fifth year at this particular school. And time flies. And so when you get to that point, you expect this stuff. Yes. You expect. You know it's coming. Oh, you know, when I logged on and saw the master schedule and said, oh, I guess I'm teaching this course this year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there wasn't a big yeah. hellabaloo. I didn't get yeah. all anxious or neurotic or, oh, my gosh, the yeah. sky is falling. I didn't like, you know, I would call have. the principal and, you know. I would have, I would have cried. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I just kind of went, well, this will be a challenge, yes. you know, because that's what seasoned teachers do. Yeah. What a healthy attitude you I have, know. Natalie. Oh, it's a little psychotic. <laughs> but I was also coming off the end of like a really relaxing summer. Yes. Where we I talked about do... that self-care, exactly. taking care of yourself over the summer. And I did things that I wanted to do and didn't do things that I didn't want to do. And there it was go. a great summer. Um, so I was, you know, so that was one little surprise. And, you know, I did... I did kind of raise an eyebrow uh, at the aspect that there were two full professional days added to the beginning of in-service. So instead of the usual five, there were seven. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is curious. I wonder what the, you know, idea was. And then what had happened is they kind of took some of the time that was, you know, in the school year. You know, sometimes we have these short days and they took the afternoons and put them all together as full days and tacked them on at the beginning of the school year. And I was like, okay, well, that's cool. We can try that. So it's the same amount of in-service time. They just put it in a different place. Right. Okay. And so, you know, I take all this with a grain of salt. I know no big idea is going to be like perfect. Yeah. I'm willing to try stuff. Yeah. Um... I feel like there might have been some grumblings from people. It's like, ah, oh, two days earlier, and I thought I was going to have to be back, and I can understand that. You know, you make plans. Yeah. And it's nice to know these things way in advance before you make vacation plans and yeah. things like that. Well, but don't they I'm, publish the calendar, like, the year before? They do, but I think a lot of teachers thought they were going to be kidding about it. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding about those two days. Yeah. You really do have yeah. them up. No. But, no, they really did no. happen. Trust the calendar, um, people. <laughs> And uh, so I come into in-service with some expectations. I, I come in knowing that there's going to be meetings that may or may not feel productive to me. I come yes. in knowing that there's going to be a litany of trainings that I have to go through, things I need to sign off on, uh, and all of these things. Slips, trips, and falls. Yeah, the slips, trips, and falls video. It's a, it's a favorite. It should be. <laughs> it's it's high ranking up there on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, anyway, so there's you know I come in and I know all this, and I also did come in realistically with the idea that um, I was probably not going to have the room in my classroom that I really needed to get everything ready. Yeah. I know this by now. Yes. I I used to come in surprised yeah. every year. Why why isn't At the there end no of the time? week you're like, why I'm, didn't this all get done? I'm not ready. Yeah. Okay, so coming in with all of that, I still um, had felt the anxiety building. A lot of anxiety. Okay. Um, I had the new course. Uh, every year I get anxiety because I don't I haven't met my students yet. Yes. Um, I don't know what, who's in my classes yet. Usually they fill those in 
yeah. somewhere in in the middle of in service week. Yeah. So and then by the first day of school, it's still the list is different. Than yes, what and it changing. Was, it changes for like the first two. And weeks. there's you like question marks, lots of question marks, and those are the things that fill me with anxiety. Um, and I got to the weekend before school just overloaded on on stress and anxiety. Now, our last episode was about self-care. So some of the things that I did is I had my morning check-ins. Uh, I am friends with a, a courtroom attorney and she was having to like go to court. And so we would check in with each other because she had very similar levels of anxiety that I was having. Sure, yeah, it's know, a stressful event in a She was going to be up in yeah. front of people and she had a lot of front end yeah. work to do just like me. And so we were kind of bouncing ideas off of each other and sharing our feelings and being there for each other. Yes. And that was part of that self-care leading up to there. And I used that every day of the first week. So what, you know, we've talked on and off about this whole like sense of like self-care versus moral injury and things. And I, you know, as you do, you see on Facebook teachers going back to school and things like this. And I'm a part of a lot of discussion groups on Facebook with teachers who come and uh, ask questions or uh, voice concerns. Um, and uh, so one of the posts, a lot of the posts were, you know, some newish teachers going, I'm starting my first year and yeah. I'm very anxious and I don't feel ready. And, you know, the seasoned teachers are like, it's all going to happen anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll be fine. Um, but there was one post uh, that kind of got me thinking about administration. Now, if anybody were to ever ask me, hey, Natalie, you should think about going into being an administrator, I would tell them, no, thank you. Blech. Yeah. <laughs> that would be and, my response. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll probably leave out the upchuck sound. But, uh, <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I would just do, I would just, that would be my entire response. That is just not anything that I've ever been interested in doing. Yeah. Um, I have a healthy respect for what administrators do. I realize that administrators, in my mind, are the gatekeepers that sometimes provide that healthy, necessary boundary between teachers yes. and the rest of the world. Yes, yes, <laughs> you know? yes. Um, and I realize that sometimes administration can also get a bad rap also yeah. for some of the decisions they make. So I was like, you know, clicking around. We're getting ready for this podcast. And I came across... Um, you know, one of the podcasts that I listen to, and I highly encourage you to listen to if you don't already, is Cult of Pedagogy, or Pedagogy, yes. if you pronounce it that way. I love, um, love, love that podcast. Yes, by Jennifer Gonzalez, and she's, like, had a blog for many, 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 many years, and yes. it transferred into a podcast. And She was um, uh, somebody who I read closely my first year of teaching and got so many great ideas from. Definitely. And was totally a lifeline. So I'm, I'm really glad that you're referencing her yeah and i had seen a reference to this particular episode it's her episode and definitely go listen to it it's episode 77 and it's called what teachers want administrators to know and i was like oh well this is interesting because i have some thoughts i'm yeah. fresh out of in service into the first two weeks of school uh so there are lots of things that i was thinking about what if anything could have been done differently to give me that time in the classroom that I desperately needed 
that could have been a part of my self-care leading into the first two weeks of school. Yeah. Because that so, first week was a little rough. Yeah. So before you get into what Jennifer Gonzalez has to say, let me ask you, Natalie, what is one thing that you wish that the administrators, like after coming freshly off this in-service, what would be your like sort of top insight about what administrators could do differently to better support teachers during in-service? I think the one biggest thing, and she had uh, the, the best wording for this, is this one, trust. Mm. Trust that unstructured time will be used well. Hallelujah. Okay, and here's what I mean by that. Um, sometimes I feel like things were scheduled in the calendar and it made me really question, did they put that meeting at this particular time to make people come into the building at that particular time? Oh, uh, like if we didn't have an 8 a.m. meeting, nobody would show up right. until 10 a.m. Okay, or did you put one in the morning and one in the afternoon to make sure we stayed in the building the whole time? Yeah. I, I don't want to be suspicious like that, but at the same time, I also, it's very, from my perspective, it was very difficult to have a chunk of morning meetings, yeah. then an hour, yeah, then a lunch, yeah, then an hour, and then a meeting. Yeah. Uh, for me to get really into lesson planning there is like a cushion on either side of my time about 15 minutes where my brain amps up to do the higher level thinking that I need to do to make sure all of my lesson planning blocks are checked off in my mind yeah it's because that's a mode of thinking that you have to get into it's not like grading where you can just sort of turn it on and turn it off and do it in chunks and do it exactly. for 10 minutes and then you get interrupted to go to a lunch and then you can come back and do it for 10 more minutes. It's because I don't think that a lot of people think of it in this way, but lesson planning is really more of a creative brain activity. And so you need to really like take the time to warm up your brain to be ready for that thinking. Exactly. So you do, you need that cushion. Or at least I do. There like, might yeah. be some people out there who can, you know, compartmentalize the lesson planning process to break it down. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I, I guess I said it because I am like you, so I figured if the right. two of us were like that, then may, most everybody is. But you're right, it might not be. But um, but yeah, I, I find myself in that boat too where you need, it, it needs to be done in a long block of consecutive time. Yeah. So if there was like a blanket notion for this episode, it would have to be that word of, of trust. And it's kind of like how I am with my 12 year old. As long as he is doing his job, being a good student, doing the work, I am not going to micromanage him. Yeah. I am not going to be on top of him until I see things slide. Yeah. And then I will go have a conversation yeah. with him to see if I can engage his higher level thinking to assess why am I talking to him like this and why are we talking about yeah. how come his homework wasn't done and, yeah. and get his insight into why it's not being done and then to stress the importance. You know the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> it right. goes on from there. Yeah. And then come up with, well, this is how things are going to work until you get those grades back up. Right. You know, th those type right. of things. It's that trust. You are doing your job. I see evidence of you doing your job. Yeah. You know, you are coming home with the grades. I'm getting pleasant emails from your teachers. Uh, you were hitting all the, the check boxes. That's great. 
go spend a couple of hours on Fortnite or whatever. Yeah, Minecraft whatever 12 or, year yeah. olds do these um, days. <laughs> you know, and if stuff starts to slide, then I will have to come in and have a conversation with you. Yeah. And that is kind of what I wish it felt like more. Now, I do have to take a, a minute here and talk about administrations in different schools. I've been in different schools. Yeah. And I'm going to say this, and I've said this before. The school where I am right now is the best school in terms of community with teachers and administrators that I have ever worked at. Yeah. Hands down. And I have heard this from many, many other teachers, which is one of the things that terrifies me of going back to work at some point, is that because I'm not going back to this school because the commute was just hellacious and is not good for a person with a young family. Um, and there are a few other reasons, but... Um, the school itself is not the reason. I loved the school and I knew from talking to other teachers how um, wonderful of a workplace it is. And so going to another school is like, it can only go down from here. That's the little <laughs> bit scary. Not. But it may, it may not. not. It may be another yeah. really, really wonderful diamond of a school. So you just have to... So, I mean, any... Any... I'm not complaining. I never wanted, and I don't think you ever yeah. wanted this podcast to be like where we get together and we bitch about stuff that we don't like about school. Yeah. Um, no, it's to kind of just go into it going, this is something that we ideally want to do for the rest of our adult lives. Yeah. You know, our careers. Our careers. And how do we maintain that? Because of the, the field that it is and the toll that it takes, if we allow it, uh, not a lot of people are going to make it that far yeah. to the end. Um, a lot of people are leaving in the first five years. And so administration is a puzzle piece to this. Mm -hmm. And so there are many things that my administration does really well. And I'm going to rattle off some right, right now. Um, my, our department, our math department has, uh, each, each department has an administrator assigned to it. And, uh, the administrator that I currently work with is very uh, opposite of micromanaging. Yes. You know, just, just uh, he's, he's there. If you, I know that I can call on him if I need anything. Yeah. It's like, he's there, but I feel like there's trust. Yes. Um, and that I, is nice. I also appreciated that he was actually a math teacher. Yes. And because I feel like there's um, this idea that you can apply the same techniques of teaching styles across disciplines, across classes. And I, some of that is true. Some of that is not. You just have to use things in math that you don't use in an English class or in a science class and right. vice versa. So I always appreciated getting that teaching advice from I mean, right. he's a math teacher, so he gets and how he got to do And there's a lot of times where we don't see eye to eye, but his philosophy is this try it. If it doesn't work for you, then yeah. try something different, yeah. which I do appreciate. Um, our administration is really good about showing us data. You know, here's yeah. our data from last year. Yeah. And, you know, putting the, the reality statement in there. I mean, it's a real thing. This is not the fault of administration. The reality statement of we are measured by our data. Yeah. You know, so... That is a real world type of thing that we have to deal with. And I get that. And I feel like the administration does a, a very good job of talking about data when, you know, putting it, 
putting it in the context of the real world, but also putting it in the context of, look, we know that you're doing what you can do and what can we do to support you to get better? And I appreciate that. So whatever I um, talk about, I'm going to be pulling from like other experiences um, of, I feel like also this school environment has really set me up to succeed in giving me all as many of the expectations as possible up front. Ah, yeah. Because one of the schools that I was at, uh, where I um, was early on in my teaching career, I learned by mistakes. Yeah. I would make the mistake and then get in trouble for it. And that was oh, how yeah. I was trained. Yeah. And so I'm very sensitive to are they setting me up to succeed or, and it could have been that they didn't have all the training that they needed to have in place for all the nuances yeah. of going through the school. Yeah. Like, um, there was, <laughs> there was one time where I didn't realize that number of copies was a thing. <laughs> you know, I, I, I know the story. I, uh, came from a school that didn't count copies and then went to a school that did count copies, um, but on a kind of a, a subtle way. I yeah. mean, it wasn't in your face. Here's every, you know, here's yeah. your copy numbers. You, know, you got to, yeah. you know, your quarter. Yeah. here's your ream of paper for the right. semester. You know, fortunately, that was not the type of school. But it was one of these things where um, copy totals were flashed on the screen. And my name was at the top of the list for making the most copies. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know <laughs> if the point of... of that the person was trying to make ever got across because all I could see was my name and I lost that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and you just get this tunnel vision of like shame of like, yeah. oh my god. I had copier paper shame. Yeah. Well, I, I've, I've lost this game that I didn't even know I was playing or yes. understand the rules of. And I had, um, yes. it was not in that education. Was it was a different field. But I had a boss like that once who would give me a project or a task and act like he trusted me you know, mm -hmm. um, to be smart enough to figure out how to do it. And I was, I was smart enough. I figured out how to do it and I would give him the result and he would say, Oh, I didn't realize you were going to do it like this. I, you were, I, I wanted you to do it this other way. And I always thought to myself, well, then why the hell did you not tell me that man? <laughs> yeah. I would have done it that way. If I, now I got to redo it. And now you're mad that it's not done on time. And you could have saved a whole lot of trouble by being a good manager and telling me that expectation up front. Yeah, right? exactly. And overall, where I am right now, I feel like up front is working yes. really well. I got paired also with an excellent mentor. They did that really well. I was able to like get a lot of my questions answered. Yeah. And like I said, this is not a bitch fest. This no. Is not at all. Um, but I thought it was interesting that she had taken the time. Um, what was her name? Gonzalez. Oh, yeah. Took the time to kind of have draft this quote letter to administrators because I hear about this stuff yeah. when I'm in the groups on Facebook and I'm reading stuff from other schools, horror stories where I feel really grateful for where I am. And it does make me think about certain things. And one of the big things on my list that I try not to do as a teacher, you know, those first days of school where it's like the syllabus yeah. and it's like, here are all the rules and expectations. And here's what happens if you break this rule and here's what happens and here's this rule. And here's what happens if you break this rule and this rule and this rule and this rule and this rule. And one of my biggest lessons that I try to be so mindful of right now, and I did talk about this briefly in another episode 
is not making blanket policies um, just because of a few. Yes. You know, and I try whenever I'm about to like put something up there and talk about a policy, you know, cell phones or whatever, whatever. I ask myself, is this because it's a problem with everybody or most of my students and I really need to have a come to Jesus moment? Um, Or is it, am I trying to just get that one kid in the back who won't get off his phone? Yeah. You know, and, and then I realized in in in-service week that there are some policies that I'm like, is this This, because it's good for everybody or you got like one person who's not towing the line and you're trying to rein them in exactly by talking to everybody. Right. Again, and I've, again, not in education in another another life, another line of work had that. And my number one management pet peeve is when management pulls everybody in the department into a meeting and says, Hey guys, we got to get it together. We need to work really hard. You know, we're on this deadline. We need to be giving it 110%. When you know full well that 12 of the 13 people in that room are busting their butts right? and they're having this conversation at one person. And what happens is that one person has tuned you out because they didn't care to start with. And, and that one the, person is thinking, oh, see, it's everybody's it's fault. It's everybody's fault. I'm just so doing I'm what fine. everybody's doing. I'm fine. They just tune it out. And the other 12 people are thinking, oh, my God, I'm about to lose my job. Right. And instead of doing your actual job as a manager and going to that one person and saying, get it together. Right. So if I'm trying to create a blanket policy because I have that <coughs> fear of confrontation, I know like, yes. I'm wrong. And so I'm, I'm starting to watch things that happen you know, during meetings or, or being said or the messages that we get on emails and things um, with kind of like this eye of how do I know when it's me? Because I would really like to know. Yeah. And I really do. I do. I would like that specific feedback. If I am actually doing this thing, If I'm the 13th person. Yeah. I want to know because yes. I want to fix it. Step up. Have the difficult conversation yeah. with me. My reaction is my own. Yeah. Don't be afraid if I burst into tears or whatever. Yeah. Sometimes that might just happen. Yeah. But know and trust, there's the key word, yeah. trust that if this is right for me, if this career is right for me, I will stick with it and yeah. I will want to improve. Yeah. If not, you do not have to give me a contract next year. Yeah. You have a way out also. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> At least in the state of Virginia. Because yeah. we don't have a union. So. so she did go over that also. Her bullet point was address problems on a case-by-case basis. Yes. And it's like. Please. Yes. Please, please, please. Don't and I feel do like that. It's like the slips, trips, and falls video. Look, yeah. Three people fell down and the insurance doesn't yeah. want to pay anymore. <laughs> but now everybody, everybody has, has to watch. Every year. And I get it watching it the first time. But like. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's really, really such an excellent point because it is, it is my number one and has been for years, even before I started teaching my number one management pet peeve is addressing the group about something that one or two people are doing, you know, having a talk three quarters of the way through the year with the entire class about how cell phones are an issue because you got that one kid in the back who won't put his damn cell phone away when really you need to do your job. And have the difficult conversation with that one kid about right. what do we do about your cell phone? Because right. you are not towing the line. Um, one of the bullets that she puts in here, which I feel uh, my administration does a, a good job with, is providing choice. You know, mm. uh, 
for instance, those two professional days tacked on to the beginning of in-service, we were given a whole list. It was kind of um, like signing up for a conference. Yeah. There were all these different opportunities, and you got to choose which ones you wanted to do. Oh, cool. And so that was that was really nice. Going back to the, like, the trust us to use unstructured time well, what would happen if you put all, like, a bunch of meetings just on one day, so I knew it was an all-meetings day. Uh-huh. Give me some time to sleep on it, because... You know, one of my um, character traits is I need time to think about it. Yes. I need time to Process. think, reflect, whatever. But a lot of times it's, hey, we need to talk about this right now. We yeah. just told you this new thing. What do you all think right now? Yeah. And I'm not ready. Yeah. No, I need to process I don't know this. what I think yet. Yeah. Um, so if you did give me like, let's do all the meetings like a big chunk and then give me a big chunk of time. What would happen if one of my in-service days had no meetings are you worried that I'm not going to show up yeah or that I'm are you worried that I'm going to like plan on my doctor's appointments during yeah. that time or take a half day or yeah you know whatever hide out in the bathroom and I here's don't know. the thing if I am that teacher maybe you just need to have come a conversation with just yeah. me yeah you need to come and talk to me and say this is not not plan it so that I yeah. only have because you know I should have really brought my calendar from that week because I think at most there was like one day where I had two hours. Yeah. And that was the yeah. most. It always astonished me how little time was left for being in your classroom. Because I thought, isn't that where you need to do all the things? Yes. So I right? had to come in that weekend. Yeah. As and, most teachers do. You know, before the first day. And I had, I pretty much put in a lot of 10, 12 hour days that first week yeah. of school because I need the three hour chunk that's yeah. my prime time yeah if you can give me a three hour chunk i can get so much done yeah um because i i tend to batch yeah you know that's a thing i tend to you know batch a week you know and get it all done at the, the same time and it saves me a lot of time in the long run so right now i feel like i'm finally to the place where i am um not ahead yeah <laughs> because that's not a thing no <laughs> But I'm not drowning either. Yeah. I feel like I've hit like a pretty sweet <coughs> spot and I need to maintain that. And so I'm trying to work towards that goal too. And I realized the first few weeks of, of school, um, I, I expect this. I'm a seasoned teacher. Yeah. We, we talked about, I know if I can put in the time, the first two, three weeks of school and get the system set up and get to the place where I'm hitting the sweet spot and then the rest of the school year it's easier for me to leave at normal times and get home and, yeah. you know, leave school where school is. And um, so, like I said, trust has really been, like, at the front of my mind. Um, I think a lot of times it is kind of uh, the easy, quote, easy way out. But like I said, if you're just making a blanket policy, how do the troubled, the troubled teachers, if that's what you want to call them, how do they know that, to take it seriously. Yeah. Unless you do go yeah. talk to them and say, look. Hmm, yeah. Because I don't, is, I mean, yeah. I guess maybe I'm not the the trouble employee because this is never, maybe that's my, my clue that this has never happened to me because I feel like, you know, do they go, the managers or the administrators or whoever, go after that meeting to those trouble employees and say, uh, so we just had that meeting about that thing. That was about you. <laughs> right? Yeah, like, yeah. do they follow it up? I don't know. Cause it, yeah. 
they don't with me, but or do they feel like check? Yeah, we, we did addressed it. it. We addressed it. It's been addressed. It's Problem is solved. Yeah. No, it's not solved. Those people are going to come into the school or come into their office or whatever the next day and do the same crap all over again because <laughs> th- they weren't listening. Yeah. Yeah. If they <laughs> didn't hear you the first time, they're going to hear you the second time. But um, you know, the other uh, other good points, and this is this is really good. I mean. Some of the points I'm skip, skipping over because they didn't apply to where I am currently mm-hmm. right now. Uh, but one of them was, she says, regularly check in with your ego. You know, she's still talking to the administrator. Um, and I don't feel like I have this as an issue, except I did see one of the bullets under it where it was talking about if you're rolling out a new system or a program or a policy, did you consult teachers? Oh, so, oh my God, there are so many times they've rolled out something and I thought, if you'd asked a teacher about this, we wouldn't be doing it. (laughs) Exactly. Any teacher could tell you this is stupid. So, as I've never heard of a school that doesn't have some sort of initiative that happens new each year. This year, we're going to focus on blah, blah, blah. Okay. And that's great. Yes. I'm I'm all for it. And uh, we've had a a literacy, um, you know, team uh, at our school and... For the first four years, they have, like, rolled out a new initiative. And we yeah. go and learn about it and in service, and then we try to use it. Yeah. And, and some, it was sort of, they, each year it was added on to what came the year before. So it yes. wasn't like you were just changing up the program each year and trying a totally yeah, new thing. Yeah, nothing left the plate. You know, throwing things to the wall, <laughs> see what sticks. It was like, okay, we've tried this, we've started this, now we're going to, we've gotten good at it. Mm-hmm. We're going to add on the next skill. And you know what? This team, they talked. And it's a team full of teachers, and one of the teachers uh, spoke up and said, you know what, how about no new initiative next year? Just keep working on the ones that we just introduced. Ah. Because those are good initiatives, ah. and let's just be solid. And I was like, amen. Yeah. You know, it's, I welcome new. Yeah. We're teachers. Dang, yeah. we love new stuff. Yeah. Ooh, it's a new shiny thing to try. <laughs> uh, I want to try it. Yeah. Does it apply to me? I want to try well, it. Well, because oh, our whole yeah. our whole thing is about improvement, right? We want to improve students. We yeah, want exactly. to improve ourselves. So it's not the um, existence of new yeah. initiatives. It's the, before you tell us how you want us to do this, did you actually talk to classroom teachers? Yeah. And so I'm really happy that this group, they're made up of classroom teachers. They talk to classroom teachers, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The teachers were like, yay, let's not do anything new. Let's keep working on the ones we did. And they did workshops on those four again. And yeah. we got to choose two to kind of like go refresh our memories. Yeah, and say, okay, maybe these are the two that I struggle with and I want to maybe learn yeah. some new strategies. Or these are the two that I really feel like I'm good at and I want to even do better or but whatever. But here's what I want to say to, to wrap this up because I'm, I'm yeah. pretty much done. I'm ready. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> to wrap it up is I always want to come back to, well, what can I do as a teacher? And teachers, we got to speak up just as much as yes. they do. So they aren't going to know there's a problem if nobody's talking or we're talking to each other, yeah. you know, going, oh, I can't believe they did yeah, I, I can't mm-hmm. believe they did this. I mean, I, can yeah. you believe they did that? Okay. Nothing's going to change unless somebody can like stand up like an adult and say, you know what? I'd like to meet with you and discuss this new initiative, or I'd like to discuss the in-service schedule week. Do you have any teachers who help you plan the timing of those things? If not, I would like to volunteer. Yeah. You know, and I can gather input from teachers and say, you know what? I've heard from teachers and they would love to just have one blank day. Yeah. One blank day. Or even just one blank morning or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, 
And if you're like, well, that's not possible, then let's have the conversation back and forth yeah. and, and see if we can't get what everybody needs out of that week. Because right. I realize administration, they also answer. Yes. Yeah, to, they have things that they have to yeah. accomplish in that week. Exactly. So um, that's all I was trying to say. It's like, don't be the bitter teacher going, me, 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 yeah. me, me, about administrators, you know. Yeah, they I have realize a job to do. that we have a limited realm of control. And sometimes all we can do is voice our concerns and nothing's going to happen. And that happens too. Yeah. But at least we did our due diligence of speaking on an adult level with another professional adult about things that could be better. Yeah. In a productive way. So that's the period on the end of my sentence right yeah. there. There you go. There you go. So. Well, cool. And then moving forward, I'm going to start my third week of school next week. But now it's time for the special question of the day. Ooh, la, la. I'll let special you pick the number, question. Natalie. One through six, right? Yes, one through six. Five was my number of my volleyball jersey in college. All right. <laughs> okay, there you go. Um, do you feel AP classes are taught correctly in high school? I have no idea because I've never taught an AP class <laughs> and I've never taken an AP class. So <laughs> there's my honest feedback. You I, I, I've, I've never been inside an AP class uh, either as a teacher, a student, or a parent of a student in an AP class. Really? So, um, yeah. I likewise have never taught an AP class. Um, I have had an AP class. I've had I think I've only had one AP class. Now, this is way back in 1990. Um, that's my old man voice. Anyway, so uh, I took AP biology. And so I knew friends who were in regular biology. And there was increased work for us. And there was a big test at the end of the year that could help you get a college credit. Yeah. I think, as with any course... It really depends on the teacher that you yes. have. Uh, I, I'm on the outside because I don't teach AP courses, and obviously it's been many, many, many years since I've seen AP courses. But I get really nervous about bringing higher age-level uh, type of things. This is, rewards are getting hard. Uh-huh. Down. Yes. to lower ages if yes. that makes sense you know they're trying to they're saying yeah. things well, is like it kindergarten isn't a new third grade right you know, it's that like that is it developmentally appropriate level of academics is that like i have my my stepson went into college a uh, sophomore yeah because of all the ap's that he already had and the credits and everything which is fine if you're ready for it great yeah. but now it's just this thing now. It's yeah. like, how many APs are you in? How many yeah. APs are you in? What did well, you yeah, get? Yeah, you know, I had students. What was your AP exam? Who had for? like oh. four AP classes at one time, and I'm just like, how do you sleep? Yeah, and I have like freshmen what? who yeah. are in AP classes, and yeah. I'm like, developmentally, are they there yet? Yeah. So I have a lot of questions about AP courses and what they look like. What's what's the idea behind them? Is yeah. it sorely for to challenge and get that college credit? I mean. I probably have as, just as many questions as number five. <laughs> but. Well, all of these questions came from my family, and for some reason they all just happened to be in, like, the same thing 
same, same like, like category because yeah. like yeah. last episode we had the CGS question this time it's APs yeah and there's one on here about like dual enrollment yeah it's all same yeah I know park. Yeah. yeah dual enrollment yeah. see and that's also where you know pre-cal we have a dual enrollment where you're basically taking a community college course at your high school at your high school and um and so yeah. education is a big business these days yeah. and one thing that colleges get out of um, dual enrollment, of course, is you have to pay for that class. Yeah. You have to pay their, yeah. their tuition and take the placement test and everything. So there's there's some money side of things. AP is run by College Board. Mm-hmm. That's a business. Yep. That's not a... F- <laughs> nope. And <laughs> I know. do know, like I said, I've never taught an AP class, but I do know that there are certain requirements that AP teachers have to abide by that are given by College Board, like the late work policy for an AP class, it's not determined by the school or the teacher, it's determined by College Board. They have to follow the same late work. So, you know, if you're thinking, oh, my AP teacher, she's so strict, she won't let me turn stuff in late. Well, that's not her fault. That's, those are the rules of the AP class. Um, And and to that, that gives me a little bit of a ick factor. I don't really like it when control is taken away from the classroom teacher to determine that sort of thing um and it goes back to trust like i think if you give this class to a professional teacher you should trust his or her professional judgment as far as maintaining the, you trust the necessary... until you can't trust yeah mm-hmm. you know? maintaining that, like, that rigor that's here you required. go let's yeah. see what you do with it yeah okay you probably should not be an ap yeah. teacher we can yeah. have that discussion you know like, yeah, yeah yeah i mean having a we'll call it quote bad teacher or a, a not great fit yeah is a, a reality thing. Yeah. There are and human it's... beings teaching these courses. Yep. And sometimes, like last year, I didn't do as good of a job as I really wanted to do with a lot of my stuff because of things beyond my control. Yeah. I had a couple of deaths in the family. And yeah. it just rocked my world. And, yeah. you know, you bring that in the classroom. Well, so you just never know. Yeah, well, and I remember my first year, one of my biggest things that gave me stress was the sense that I was doing a disservice to the students I had that year. It wasn't fair to them that I was a first-year teacher and oh, didn't know what yeah. I was I doing. Oh, yeah, I remember that, that feeling. And, um, and so that they were they were suffering, and it was my fault and not their fault. And I remember having that conversation with my husband, and my husband said, well, maybe that's just that time that they learned that lesson of how to get along with an imperfect teacher because yeah, that's that a life lesson. a real lesson. You have to do it in yeah. your job. Yeah, you're going to have people who teach you things that aren't perfect teachers and you need to learn how to learn it anyway. Yeah. And maybe this is that time. And he said, also, by the way, you're pretty good at what you do. So you're probably fine. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're just being, being neurotic. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but even so, this is a lesson they need to learn. And it's okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so this is a perfect opportunity. These past two questions have been very specific about things that we do not actually talk about. Yeah. So if anybody is listening and teaches AP courses or has the like last episode, the CGS knows what that's like. This is where we definitely need some input because we are stumped. Yeah. Yeah. Please yeah. comment or, you know, email. You did that on purpose. Didn't you, Brent? <laughs> Your family. You that's right. That's out. right. Some conversation <laughs> no, starters here. Not really, but yeah. We would love to hear from people who do have experience um, with these topics. Yeah. So yeah. that being said, I think that's our cue to wrap it up. That sounds good. Yeah. Thanks we'll talk Christine. to you next time. Thank you, Natalie. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Brad.